Welcome to Hashtag Travel Talks. It's your podcast on the latest digital trends in travel and tourism marketing. And here's your host, Nolly Nicholas. So welcome to a new episode of Travelcast. And today I received Tubek Duman. Welcome, Tubek. Uh, thank you very much, Nolly, for inviting. I'm happy to be part of the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. So can you present yourself? Of course. Uh, as, as you said, I'm Tubek Duman. I've been uh, working at Futurist as uh, head of biometrics for some time already. And uh, uh, what I'm doing day to day is basically I work in innovation on innovation projects and combine it with uh, my expertise in aviation industry and travel industry. And basically, uh, think about use cases, uh, user-friendly use cases and how to bring them to the aviation scene or travel scene. Okay. So... I contact you because you made a presentation on the topic how facial recognition makes your travel experience a smooth one. So can you explain us a little bit more? Of course. Uh, so it starts from biometrics already shaping the way we interact with machines. It's already, uh, there are several applications we see in uh, banking and security at the airports. I I think most of uh, your listeners uh, have tried biometrics in their passport control, for instance, to this day. And uh, what we do uh, with biometrics is that there is a lot more to it than just uh, checking your passport and the ID. You can use biometrics to actually smooth the processes in a way that by recognizing uh, the passengers proactively. So basically cutting the need for interaction in a way that a uh, passenger who arrived at the airport will show you your, uh, their boarding passes, their uh, passports in five different checkpoints. You proactively at that checkpoint recognize the passenger. And basically from that point onwards, uh, passenger, like their experience is just yeah, walking through uh, checkpoints at the airport and combine that idea uh, with the overall traveling experience. Uh, because from the passenger point of view, Uh, they're not just interested in the airport, but they are interested in their arrival. They're interested uh, in the experience when they get to the airport. For instance, when you arrive to your destination and you, you want to check in to an hotel, and you can use the same ID, same process, without showing anything, you can check into your room. So this is uh, how biometrics, by basically removing the need for passenger to uh, show an effort to introduce themselves, uh, helps uh, make it a smoother one. The travel experience that is and uh, as you might read recently but there is a lot of issues concerning the the data especially with biometrics which is a sensible i would say uh, data what do you think how would say i'm be i can be reassured that my biometric data will not be stolen or used by someone else Yeah, I think, I think you're right. It's an important topic to address when it comes to biometrics. Uh, I think uh, uh, there's a trend in, uh, with all these uh, privacy-sensitive issues going on around the world, or Facebook being one, there's a trend in showing more attention and interest in this topic. And when it comes to biometrics, I think uh, the trend that we have is that to have decentralized databases. So what I would suggest to overcome privacy issues uh, or not overcome, but make sure that everybody's private data is protected, is actually to give the ownership of the data uh, to the person. So 
let's talk about the aviation context, like uh, you're at the airport. One of the things that I highlighted in my presentation in ITB Berlin was the fact that if I'm traveling five times a year, why would my personal data, why would my image should sit in the database of, the, of an airport or a government? That data needs to be used on a need-to-know basis. So it, it's just needed when I travel that five times. So I advocate that in the future, persons, people will own their data, say it's going to be uh, stored within the app, within the phone, and it's going to be activated when they actually arrive to the place of recognition. And if you go back to example of uh, airports, the uh, biometric data will be active in the, in the airport and through the time of travel. After that, um, the service provider will not have the access to that biometric data. And I would say, what was, was the feedback uh, following your, the facial recognition in Estlinski? Well, there are two things that need to be in place uh, to be able to convince people to provide their personal data and make a, uh, get a great feedback. Well, first one is like what we observed is the brand image. And uh, with this case, we were quite lucky because it was Finnair and Finavia. Both are um, one of the two of the most important brands of, of Finland. And uh, you need to have a, a clear value proposition. So you need to give something back uh, to the people for submitting their data. Uh, so in this case, people like the idea that they were able to register themselves whenever they want. So we empower them to control when and where they're registering themselves. So we had the apps, they uh, at their home, at the taxi, at their work, they registered themselves, and they come to the airport. And instead of this scan, uh, stop and scan approach, where you need to stop, look at a camera, and then it needs to scan your face, mm -hmm. we recognize them when they are on the go. So we had this check-in desk where people uh, were people who registered to the service can have access to. So as they walked towards that check-in desk, uh, there was a camera looking towards the, the, the catwalk and uh, the person was recognized and the information proactively displayed to the check-in agent. And the check-in agent started the process before uh, the, the passenger ended up in front of the check-in desk. So uh, the idea of A, having, uh, having to register themselves wherever they want, B, Uh, not stopping for uh, having themselves recognized was appreciated greatly, and we have uh, we have gotten uh, extremely good feedback. Okay, and um, what do you think? Uh, what are the, let's say the other application of this kind of technology? Can you think it could be used for when you are traveling a um, specific place? You could pay with your face instead of using your wallets. Yeah, payment with biometrics is uh, actually it's one of the things that uh, that is already happening around the world. There are like brands like Mastercard, Visa coming up with biometrics payments and investigating that uh, since a couple of years already. Uh, I was actually in the Mobile World Congress uh, in Visa Summit, and when they were asked people in the room, when they were asked like how many percentage of them would like to pay with their biometrics instead of using a PIN code, it was uh, something like. 80% to 20% in favor of paying with biometrics. So payment with biometrics is definitely um, something that is already happening and we will see more and more of it in the future. Also, uh, do you think it could be also 
instead of of airport could you and do you think also that it could be increase the experience in travel i would say as elsewhere for example if i am traveling to a place like paris and uh I want to you know, book a ticket for a show, so I don't. I could, for example, they already recognize me as a frequent, would say, people. Do you think you could also use a, a loyalty <laughs> loyalty cards also? Yeah, I mean, why not? And uh, that uh, ties nicely with uh, what I've just uh, explained to you: having to store, having the privilege to store your personal data in your own phone. Uh, so basically you have the power to share uh, whichever service provider you would like to share it with. So in the future, uh, I think we're heading to uh, an era where digital mobile identity is an important part of our experiences. So as you said, when you're going to a concert or you're booking a hotel room, uh, you can choose to share to uh, which of these experiences you would like to access with your biometrics. Basically, you don't need to show and carry anything with you. Mm -hmm. And for this year, for 2018, what do you think is the new trends except of facial recognition, which is the, the other, I would say, technology will grow? Well, there's, of course, AI and machine learning as a hot topic and uh, in the new uh, processes, etc. It started to disrupt all of the, especially in, uh, since we're talking a lot about travel industry, these predictive analysis of uh, when to buy a ticket, uh, what is the best season to buy a ticket, uh, or when does the algorithm expects the certain prices or certain destinations to, uh, like the prices to drop, is already being used. There are a lot of applications and websites uh, for that. I think AI and machine learning obviously is another Actually, face recognition is a subcategory of AI and machine learning in a way. But yeah, as a, as a bigger umbrella term, I expect to see uh, many use of uh, AI in the short-term future. And what do you, uh, do you think about AR? Augmented reality is, uh, is an important storytelling medium, for sure. It uh, basically gets your power from the context and uh, compared to... Uh, like the limitations of physical space with mixed reality, bringing the AR into the world, you can uh, you can expand the limits of the reality as we speak. And uh, AR, the problem with AR and VR is that the, the killer app is not there yet. So the, the killer use case has not been identified. There's, of course, uh, a lot of beneficial use cases such as in education, um, but... I think the clear use case and then the killer application of AR and VR is still out there to, uh, okay, uh, yeah, to be developed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, see the same because now, if it's talking about facial recognition, now you can open your phone with your face. So I think you can maybe do more uh, in the future also. Yeah, of course. That's uh, actually, you know, whatever. Whenever Apple uh, does something. Uh, whenever they bring a new technology out there, it helps actually democratize that technology. So um, it actually helped a lot uh, for the cause of uh, people like me uh, <laughs> when Apple brings the, the uh, face ID, as we speak. And uh, yeah, and if you think about it, like uh, the value proposition of face ID is that you're just 
able to unlock your phone and there are still uh, quite many people out there who is doing that because it's Apple who is bringing it. It goes back to the brand image that I mentioned and plus a little bit of a value proposition that you cut the time that it takes to unlock your phone. Then there you have the uh, there you have the people submitting their personal data. I don't know if you saw or read the article about the the facial recognition in China, in which they use it mostly for let's say mass surveillance. So, do you? I know you're not afraid that it could be the same in Western countries. Well, of course, like every. Every technology provider or technology manufacturer, they don't they don't bring it uh, with bad intentions. But whenever a technology comes out, there is going to be someone who is going to uh, use it for uh, their to fulfill their bad intentions. I think what is really important there is the is the regulatory part, and uh, I think Europe and EU, uh, to be more specific, is is doing really good uh, and bringing this new general data protection regulation to, to use in a very timely manner. So I, I think what China is having is not going to be happen. We are going to see cases uh, of individual cases of tech used for uh, uh, malevolent purposes. But uh, I, I think the, the overall experience is going to be much better and much uh, privacy sensitive and safer in general, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on a more personal side, I have to ask, what was your most memorable travel that you did? My most memorable travel? Uh, interesting question, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I think my most memorable travel was uh, when I went to Twente, uh, Netherlands. Okay. Uh, when I was a, when I was a student, I actually uh, couch surfed. In there, I don't know if you know the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> so I like my my host took me to an university uh, foam party, which was like something I wasn't anticipating at all. Prepare. Yeah, and then it is something that like as a you know normal tourist just going there and staying hotel, you would never you know figure out by yourself. So it was it was really uh, surprising in a good way. <laughs> okay, and uh, another country that you. Or place that you went? Uh, I, I think Portugal is one of my favorite uh, countries. Really good food, really good wine, and uh, really nice weather. So uh, I am looking forward to go back there. Yeah. So, um, Tubek, thank you for your time. So, how can you reach you if you want some? If someone would want to contact you on our internet? Uh, yeah, uh, I have my. Twitter handle, it's at uh, aviomag, A-V-I-O-M-A-G. Or uh, always you can reach me by my email, which is my first name, dot last name, at futurist.com. Or easier, at gmail.com. Both of, uh, both of them uh, available for people to reach me. Okay, and uh, do you plan any conference for this year, except ITV? Uh, yeah, I was I was in Passenger Terminal Expo uh, last week, uh, not last week, a couple of weeks ago, um, talking about uh, face recognition at the airports. And the the next confirmed conference is going to be in September in Vilnius in Air uh, Convention Forum 2018. Okay, 
So thank you for your time, and uh, I wish you a good uh, good weekend. Thank you for having me, and same to you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>